Welcome to the You Can Be Unstoppable podcast. My name is Ewelina Szczeplewska, your host and certified hypnotherapist. In this podcast, I will share with you how to tap into the power of your subconscious mind. I intend to share with you how learning how to use the power of your subconscious mind can help you to create a successful and abundant life with ease, how to connect with yourself while fostering a healthy relationship with your body and mind. Tapping into the power of the subconscious mind will help you to learn how to manage your emotions, become more resilient and present in all of your relationships. Self-love and self-worth are the keys to the kingdom of success and abundance, to happy and healthy life on your terms. Hey, hey, welcome everyone to another episode of You Can Be Unstoppable. And today I've got a special guest for today, Hope Pedraza. She's a certified holistic nutritionist, functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, Reiki practitioner, and human design guide. She's also the creator of Inbalance, a Pilates-based fitness franchise. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, amazing. So I know that I've just kind of introduced you, but that's kind of, you know... Um, I, I like to say it's a bit dry, you know, it's like trying to introduce someone, but I would like to know your story, if you can kind of introduce yourself a bit more personal, you know, tell us how did you end up on the journey that you are in right now, because it's always fascinating to hear people background, how did they got to where they are now, whatever, you know, yeah. you feel cool to. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, yep. So like you mentioned, I'm a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner and the mouthful of other things that you introduced me as. And um, my my journey here kind of started, I mean, honestly, it started when I was when I was a kid. I was, I was a dancer for 20 something years. And so that kind of let me into this love of movement, which led me to start my Pilates studio. And so it was when I started my Pilates studio, I, I wanted to create this space where people could come in and it's mostly, I mean, we're not a women's only studio, but it's mostly women that come in. And I wanted to create a space where they could get, you know, everything they wanted all in one spot. So we have all these different modalities. We have yoga and Pilates and dance and bar and all these things. But I also wanted to kind of complete that wellness equation and offer, you know, some sort of nutritional guidance and support. And so I just did like a basic online nutrition coaching program. And I just started with just kind of basic support, right? And it was when I started working with women in in this capacity that I realized, okay, you know, the stuff that you're dealing with, this is a deeper conversation than talking about calories and your carbs and your macros, right? Like this is a deeper conversation. Like these women had, you know, really intense hormonal imbalances and thyroid issues and inflammation and gut issues. And there's, there's deeper things at play. Right. And so that really kind of led me down the path of really deepening my knowledge of nutrition and the human body and all of that, and doing my, getting my diploma as a holistic nutritionist, and then going on to doing 
um, my functional training and as an FDN and really being able to go like 10 layers deeper into what's going on. Because, you know, when the women were coming to meet my studio, they were coming to me because they, I'm using air quotes here, they wanted to lose weight, right? Or they wanted to tone up. It was like, it was the aesthetic things, right? As we women, we, we want to look good. That was the aesthetic thing, but not not knowing that there's so much, it's, it's much more complex than that. And so with kind of deepening my training, I just wanted to be able to reach women at that level. And then as I began that journey, I also realized there's this energetic piece to it too, right? And there's this emotional energetic piece that's, you know, there's stored emotions and trauma that now that's, you know, that's pl playing a part in what's happening on the physical body. And so I, you know, did my Reiki training and some other trainings and um, kind of, you know, trauma and stored emotions and all that. And so I kind of put all that together in my practice now. And that makes so much sense to me because as a hypnotherapist, this is exactly what I see slightly from a different angle because I don't necessarily do nutrition because I'm not a nutritionist. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of emotions involved, that trauma story in our body, past emotions, events that we know we attach so much meaning and we're still holding on to it. Whether we are consciously aware of this or not, our body remembers and is stored yeah. all of this here. And then we have problems with gut, with over being you know overweight or whatever yeah. that is for you yeah. because that's how the body speaks to us when we're not listen that's how i see it you know when we ignore our body telling us to slow down to look after mm -hmm. ourselves to look into our emotions are we very good at ignoring it yep um unfortunately we're so good at this yes we are and, <laughs> you know we we seek help whether that's you or me or someone else what I want to call is the presenting symptom or the presenting problem because the presenting right. problem, let's say, is being overweight. Right. The issue, like you said, is so much deeper. Mm -hmm. There's so many layers yep. to that. Totally. So, taking a broader perspective on this, how would you define wellness? Mm -hmm. Considering taking all those parts together. Yeah, that's a good question. And and I think, you know, kind of, well, I guess what I was just explaining to kind of my journey through this is my my definition of wellness has has shifted and has, it's gone deeper, right? Because I think sometimes when we think wellness, we think that just what I was saying, we think like, oh, you know, I, I eat healthy and I exercise, right? We eat healthy, we exercise, and we think that's kind of like the end. That's it. Like, that's the only thing, two things we have to do to be, you know, quote, healthy and to take care of our wellness not realizing that, you know, we have a physical body, but there's also a mental body and an emotional body and a spiritual body, energetic body, like all of these are layers to wellness. And so for me, wellness is all of those put together, right? Like you've probably seen pictures and there's different iterations of like the wellness wheel and there's different, you know, places, there's different parts of that. And so that's what it is for me. And, and that's why, like you're saying, it is such a more complex um, answer when we're looking at, you know, how to be healthy and how to heal and how to, you know, fix these things, these symptoms. It's such a more complex answer because we do have to look at all those layers, the mental, the emotional, the spiritual, the physical, it's all of those pieces. And all of that is what ties into wellness. Absolutely. Because even if we, you know, go to the gym and we eat well, but then we go and we get incredibly frustrated in traffic and we swear and we go to work and we don't go on with the boss and then we go home and we don't get on with the you know spouse 
then we eat well and then we exercise, mm-hmm. maybe even meditate for half an hour. But then for the rest, you know, 20 hours throughout the day, you are bombarding mm-hmm. your spiritual body and your emotional yep. body. And from things that are actually causing a lot of impact on the body, stress is a horrible yep. thing. Yep. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I find that so often with the ladies I work with so often women come to me and they've got, I mean, just a laundry list of symptoms, but they tell me what you're saying. Like I'm doing all the things I'm eating healthy. I'm taking these supplements and I'm working out and I'm doing, but it's, there's like, yes, like there it's either that, like we haven't, you know, approached our energetic spiritual body or kind of what you were saying too, like you see in your hypnotherapy practice is well, there's all these emotions and trauma that are stored that we that haven't been dealt with, that haven't been managed, and that's what's sitting there underneath the surface. And so there's so many layers to that. And you could be doing all the things and think you're doing all the things. And and, and that's what's so frustrating for the women I work with too, is because they do feel like, you know, I'm trying so hard, I'm doing all these things, but it, but there's just, you know, it's just a piece that they've missed. That's just a piece they haven't addressed. Mm-hmm. One of those parts of the wellness equation that hasn't been addressed. And I think partially that's this kind of societal heal is heal because we are not being taught from an early age that looking after our spiritual body and mm. you know body in general and emotional looking after our own needs as women, I think especially yep. we are being totally. taught that everyone else's needs are so much more important than ours. And then we feel guilty when we you know actually put ourselves first and everyone else around us will try to make us guilty. So there's so much that needs yes. to change. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you're right. I think it's it's so often with women. And I was doing an interview the other day and, and she was talking about like how different her different things her kids were learning in school and they're learning about like boundaries and like emotional intelligence and stuff. And, and we were talking about that and how like, I know it sounds cliche, but the, the biggest gift we can give our kids is to show them how to take care of ourselves. Absolutely. And especially as women. And that's like, I have a, I have a daughter and I, I don't want to see her to see me sacrificing everything right for her or anybody. Like I want her to see me taking care of myself and prioritizing myself. I mean, it's not selfish. It's not self-centered. Like I want her to see that that's, that's, that's the foundation of wellness is taking care of yourself and prioritizing yourself because then you can take care of all the other people that you feel like you're, you know, responsible for. Mm. And so for all the parents at the back row, <laughs> if we can reiterate <laughs> that you are the role model to your children, exactly. especially for exactly. women. So how you treat yourself says more than your words. How you show up in a relationship with yourself and with your children says so much more than what you say because they observe you, they watch you, and they learn from pretty much the day they're born. Actually, your last trimester, that's where it starts. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. make note. (laughs) That's it. That's it. Take your word. We probably answered that question in around about ways, but I'm going to ask you anyway. If you can kind of in short explain what would be the connection between the physical health and energetic health, because we can talk about this separately. I think that's where the wellness yeah. piece comes in, mm-hmm. put it all together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the the biggest disservice that kind of the the Western medical model has done for us is to separate the mind and the body, right? Like if we look at Eastern medicine and, and the way that 
like for example, traditional Chinese medicine is has been around for thousands of years thousands of years. And we look at these ancient ways that of it was this connection between the mind and the body, right? The mind, the body, the spirit, like that they are not separate. And I think that with, you know, the Western medical model and just kind of the allopathic model of care, we've, we've just separated those two. And so we've become so disconnected from our bodies. And so we question our intuition when our, our body is giving us signs and signals and we question it. And then, you know, we go to, and this isn't to bash Western medicine at all. This is just, there's, there's two different goals, right? For Western medicine and for Eastern medicine, but you go to, you know, your traditional, you know, physician or healthcare provider, whatever, and they don't see anything that quote pops up on the labs that they run. So then they're like, oh, well, there's nothing wrong. So then we're really questioning what's going on with our body. Right. And so when we're able to really put that connection together, like connect the mind and the body and understand that. Like if you heard, if you've probably read the book, the body keeps the score, like, and like you were saying before, like the body knows, like the body knows and the body is keeping track of, of, you know, the things that have been stored and stuck and stagnant, like it, it knows, and it's going to give you the signs and the signals. If we take the time to listen, if we take the time to connect with it. And so I, I am in the camp, I am a hundred percent a believer that everything that's happening on the physical body has some sort of emotional or energetic root cause right? There's some emotional situation, event, trauma, whatever it is that has somehow gotten stored and stagnant in the body. And if, if, you know, you go deeper into like, you know, I, I'm a Reiki practitioner and we talk a lot about the energy centers, right? And the chakras. And, you know, some people think it's, you know, it's, it's unconventional and it's woo, but all of your chakras are correlate to different glands and organs in the body. Like traditional Chinese medicine says that the endocrine system is, is the key to the balance of yin and yang in the body. It's the glands, right? And those correlate with the different chakras. So if we look at this and we put together the science part with the energetic part, they mesh perfectly together. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I couldn't agree more with you in terms of uh, kind of western medicine you know if you've had an accident by all means go to the er right. exactly. back over exactly. there as quickly as you yes. can <laughs> However, if it goes for chronic diseases or like unexplained things that they just kind of seem to find the root cause and you're left with this pain or discomfort or whatever that is there's probably some energetic blockage mm-hmm. Uh, some trauma something somewhere and I can mm-hmm. really say from my practice I see this so much especially for those and not even the explain one you can actually use your mind to heal yourself quicker mm-hmm. then obviously go to doctor get their medicine but you can help yourself to heal by using yes. you know other modalities the war yeah. like yeah yeah right <laughs> because I mean, that's what it is. We we're not being exposed to that in the West, and then yes. we think it's woo, which you know, it's woo, right. in China and all the places they've been doing this for centuries, centuries, you know? centuries, yeah, centuries. Totally. And, and I think the other thing that you said, you know, we we ignore the intuition, we ignore that, um, but they're speaking to us really. And I think why this happens, especially in the Western world, is because our minds. Mm-hmm. I'm so busy. There's like a four highway <laughs> motorway <laughs> going across. And when we actually slow down, we are so uncomfortable with ourselves, with our own minds, with our, our thoughts, yep. that we don't tend to do it. Yep. Yep. So we perpetuate yep. a vicious cycle of not listening because when we do, it's uncomfortable. 
Mm-hmm. That's exactly it. We're afraid what's fun. We're we're afraid to be alone with ourselves. Like that's the bottom line. We're afraid to feel whatever we know we've been pushing out. Because I think that's the other piece too. And I find this when I do, so I do what I call them emotional release sessions. And we kind of get into this meditative state. We kind of work to identify where these stuck, stored, stagnant emotions are. And I find that a lot of times too, that because I, you know I'm talking them through it and I'm, I'm telling them like your intuition has the answers, like your body has the answers. And, and that's the piece. It's like, we will tell ourselves that we don't know, like, oh no, I don't have anything. I don't have anything. We'll tell ourselves that we can convince ourselves that all day long, our body knows and our body knows that this stuff is stored in and it knows that this stuff needs to be released. Like it just, it knows. Yeah. And that's just a protective mechanism. That's what we yeah, do. Exactly. Protect ourselves. Yep. Um, right. So not to like, you know, put shame on, on anyone because I've been sure. there. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally. Me too. Like, uh, it's just how we, because the mind's number one job is to keep you safe. Safety. And if those uncomfortable emotions are painful, the mind will not let you to go there. Yep. So just That's to kind it. of That's it. clarify, uh, mm-hmm. clarify that. Um, and I know the burnout is something that you talk about uh, as well. And I've been there, like I'm so guilty. I've ignored Something that I knew very well what my body is telling me. I was like, I don't have the time to be resting. I don't have the time to be ill right now. So just yep. stop. Yep, <laughs> you know, yep. Almost like I talked myself to not to sense those uncomfortable signals from the body or whatever that was. And then it come to the point where enough was enough. And I was like, right, okay, this is enough. We need to make sure that you start resting. And then I remember... Well, quite a few years ago, I uh, was a mature student, so I finished uh, university, but I was also working. I had a house and everything else. And I remember I like I submitted my last work, you know, for the uh, degree, and I just went home. Oh, I don't know what to do with myself now. <laughs> my body is like I've submitted everything because I was like on a hamster wheel for four years. Yes, yes. And suddenly I had nothing to do. And my body was like, oh, okay, we just want to make sure that you really last. And I'm not kidding. I, I go up in the morning feeling sweet as a pancake. Is that a metaphor? I'm going over it. <laughs> I like sweet it. As a pancake, <laughs> I'm feeling absolutely fine. By midday, I was in my bed with antibiotics, barely moving. Oh my gosh. It all caught up to you. It That's all caught crazy. up with me. <laughs> so, Saying this, obviously, burnout is a very real thing. Yeah. So how would you define it? Um, and how can we spot the symptoms? What can we do about this? And then if we were there, how can we repair it ourselves mm-hmm. or our bodies? That, that, you know, yeah. And actually the connection that we have with ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And, and I've been there too. And it's, and I was the same where it's like, Oh, no, I'm fine. And realizing like, I'm getting sick all the time, I'm getting injured all the time. And I'm like, all these things. And I think first and foremost, just kind of what we were saying before is listening to your body. And it's honoring the signals that your body is sending you. Because the signs were there. And I, you know, thinking back once I and I honestly, I didn't realize that I was the state I was in until I was going through my, my FDN training and I have to do all the labs on myself. Right. So I'm running all the labs on myself and I get my lab back with like my cortisol levels. And I'm like, Oh, that's bad. <laughs> like my cortisol levels were like in the toilet. Like I was like, how am I even 
functioning. I don't even know, but the signs were there, right? Like I, the signs were there and I just ignored them. And like, like you said, like, I don't have time for this. Nobody has time to be sick. I don't have time for this. So I think first and foremost, it's listening to the signals, listening to your body. I think too, it's, it's still along the same lines of listening to your body, but I think, I think it's, it's also about setting healthy boundaries for yourself and kind of knowing what your limits are. Cause I think that's the other thing too. And, and that's why, you know, I, I tie in human design to, to the things that I do. And we talk a lot about the root center and this, this center for pressure and like getting things done. And with someone with an open root center, like you, you have to set clear boundaries or you will drive yourself to burnout because you don't have the energy to keep going like that, which all of us do really. I mean, all of us have a threshold. And so I think it's understanding what that threshold is and setting clear boundaries for yourself and, um, and, 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 and holding to those, like holding yourself accountable to those. I think the other thing is nourishing yourself, right? So if you want to get into kind of the nutrition piece of this, right? We're talking about, you're saying, you were saying like, if somebody's already kind of in the thick of it and wanting to heal themselves, healing is always possible. Let me say that first and foremost. And there's, there's always, there's always room for healing. There's always an opportunity for it. So I think when we're talking about burnout, the, the, the biggest, the thing that takes the biggest hit first and foremost are your adrenals. Again, mm -hmm. correlated with the root center. I mentioned the root center, but your adrenals are correlated with the root center. But your adrenals take the biggest hit, right? Our adrenal glands are responsible for managing stress in the body. And so they're constantly being pushed and pushed and pushed to pump out more and more and more cortisol. Cortisol is going to affect our blood sugar levels, right? So now our blood sugar is all over the place. So then it's just kind of this vicious cycle. It's, then it's going to affect our thyroid and how our thyroid is receiving thyroid hormone. And then it's going to affect our progesterone levels. It's going to, so there, it's this vicious cycle. So first and foremost, it's bringing healing and balance to your adrenals. And so we do that by kind of the first step I take with my clients and kind of this physical healing piece is mineral balancing. And it's something that, you know, a lot of, uh, conventional practitioners don't really address because I, I think we just underestimate mineral balancing. Honestly, I think it's as simple as that. I think, you know, minerals, and you've probably heard this before and your listeners have probably heard that minerals are called the spark plugs in our body. Literally nothing can happen in the body without minerals. So no, our hormones, our enzymes, nothing can do what they're supposed to do without minerals. And it's the same with our adrenals. All, all these things that your adrenal, adrenals are responsible for, your brain and your adrenals talk to each other, your gut and your adrenals talk to each other, all of that needs the right mineral balance. And so sodium and vitamin C and B vitamins, magnesium, like all of these are really important minerals. And so understanding the, the ideal minerals, minerals and the balance of those to help with your adrenals um, is, is a really big piece of, of healing the body and allowing your body to restore and repair absolutely and i think on top of this i would add uh, sometimes we learned feeling unwell feeling crap feeling you know discomfort we normalize this mm -hmm. and then we actually don't know that we don't feel well because we've normalized it that for so long totally that we don't even know I remember like I had a session with one of my clients and she asked me if she can sit on a chair because her back was really sore. Said, yeah, that's fine. You know, at the end of the session, she was like, it wasn't for this. It was something completely different. But during the session, she relaxed so much that she was like, oh my God, I didn't realize how much tension mm -hmm. I was holding in my body to the point that she gave herself back pain. Oh, wow. Yeah, have you held that much stress? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I believe it, and I totally agree with you. I think so often 
we don't know how bad we feel until we realize how good we feel. And I think, and I think the other part of it too, is we correlate like normal and common. And we think all these things that are common are normal, but normal and common are not the same thing. Like just because it's common doesn't mean it's normal. Like it's common to, you know, like have chronic pain, right? Like for example, if you're a client, like it's, it's or common, it's common to have chronic pain. It's common to have, um, you know, crazy hormones. It's common to have terrible PMS. It's common to be bloated and constipated all the time, but none of that is normal. And so I think the other thing too, we're like, and a lot of times too, you know, some doctors tell their patients that like, oh, well, you just learn to live with it, you know? And then that we think we do. And so it's like, oh, well, I guess this is just like a normal part of living life, but it's, it doesn't have to be. So that kind of takes me to the question that, you know, like that even doctor normalize what's kind of common and um, that I've experienced that myself and I hear so many women that we actually being gaslit by the doctors. 100%. As women, we go to the doctor, we explain things and say, ah, you just, it's fine. You're just, it's in your head. Mm-hmm. Just go home and rest. <laughs> so mm-hmm. what experience do you have with, did you hear some stories from your clients around oh, that? Oh yeah. I mean, it's almost, I would say it's probably 99% of the clients that I work with. And that's why they end up with me is they, that's been their experience with almost every practitioner that they've seen is it's, again, they're running a certain lab and I, I run functional labs, which it's a whole different purpose. And they run the typical, you know, blood panels and this and that, and all the numbers look normal. So then the doctor's like, well, it's not showing up on the lab. So everything must be normal when they're like, well, no, like I don't feel normal at all. Like all these things are going wrong in my body. Like there's something going wrong. And there's this article that came out, um, it was, it was sometime last year. It was like in the New York post or Washington post or something. But it was this article that this woman had written and she had interviewed all of these other women. It was, it was talking about medical gaslighting and how disproportionate it is to women. And all of these women were sharing their stories. These women had like serious, like some of these women had stage four cancer and it had been brushed off by doctor after, I mean, like laundry list of doctors multiple doctors and they had stage four cancer because they didn't run, they didn't take the time. Like it blew my mind reading that article. I'm like, this is, there's so much wrong with this right here. Like there's so much wrong with it. And I think, you know, it goes back to what we were saying before and how we've really disconnected the mind and the body. And like, no, I'm telling you what my body is telling me. I just need somebody to listen. But then too, it's why, why are we questioning what, how, what people are feeling? Like, I don't, I don't understand that thing, that either. Like, why are we questioning? And so for a lot of my clients, that's, you know, the, I, we, I run functional labs and we, you know, we're looking at the lab results. And for a lot of them, it's the validation is like the only thing they needed. Like, I just need to know that I'm not going crazy and that something is actually wrong. And so that that session we have together, we're looking at the labs is usually like, I've had people cry. I've had people laugh the whole time. Like, it's just like, that's the validation they needed. Like I knew, I, I knew something was off. My body was telling me, and it is, it is so common. And it, you know, I don't know, I don't know what the solution is, but I, I feel like there's just so much work to be done. And just, I, I, I mean, really, I think it really goes down to, us doing a better job in the Western world of bringing that mind body connection back together and honoring what the body is telling us and actually like listening to that and respecting what the body's telling us. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so sad that we not, it is. We don't believe women when they say 
mm. you know they are in tune they feel that something is off maybe they don't have the knowledge that you know you and I have or experience so they don't necessarily know where to look but they can sense it they can feel it and then they go like I say to doctor after doctor and it's like oh, it's nothing wrong with you it's like well I can feel it you know I mm-hmm. don't feel well yeah. mm-hmm. and then feel like well you start questioning yourself it's like right. maybe I don't actually feel well. That goes right. back to our previous um point that we get used to feeling mm-hmm. because everyone tells us it's fine. There's nothing yep. wrong with you. So yep. there's like so many layers and levels to this. Um, and I think one of the answers definitely is empowering women and and people just out there to become more aware of that connection, mm-hmm. so they can look after themselves better yeah. and. Then, well, that's one is probably harder to actually start training the doctors yeah. in a very different way, which I think that's much harder. To yes, achieve. yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so going back to wellness as a whole, how do you apply human design into helping your clients with wellness? So human design is kind of, you know, I talked about the energy body. Human design is kind of that like spiritual energy body, right? So if you're listening, you don't know human design. It is basically your soul's energetic blueprint, right? So it's combining all these kind of ancient teachings with the the chakra system and the Chinese I Ching and the Kabbalah tree of life. And then it puts it together with like quantum physics and quantum mechanics and neuroscience into this amazing um, graph, body graph. Uh, chart. And so I use that and, and and I love putting it together with, you know, my work with Reiki and the chakra system, because it does have a huge, you know, piece of the chakra system, putting those two together, because first it's helping my client understand themselves at a different level. And if you've ever done your human design, you can go, you can go online and get a free chart. Like it's really easy. I usually use uh, myhumandesign.com. If you, you want to go do to that website, it's really easy to read. It's very like straightforward. Some of them get kind of complicated. Um, but they under my clients understand themselves at a new level. And it's it's that and then allowing me too to understand them at this at a, at a at a deeper level so that we can use that to really curate and customize the protocol and the experience for them and their energetic needs, right? Because now we know, you know, how you best make decisions and how you best process emotions and where your emotions could get stored stagnant, like where these blockages could be coming from, where in the body they're coming from. Um, these emotions that we found where those have been stored and we can look at best environment for eating and digesting and when and how to move. And um, there's so many layers to that, that we can apply. And, you know, being able to tie it into their overall wellness is a, is a game changer because now again, you're not doing this like cookie cutter thing. Like we're just going to do these things Mm -hmm. in this order. It's, it's, it, it, it just, deepens the journey into yourself. And, and that's, I mean, it's healing, whether you're healing on the physical level or cause we're, we're healing at every level, right? But we, we think we just need the physical healing, but it's, it, it's a reconnecting back with yourself. It's a reconnecting to yourself. And that's what, to me, the human design piece is it's, it's your aura, your energetic essence and learning that piece. It's just reconnecting with yourself and having this whole new understanding of how you operate as a, as a human being on the planet. I call it transformational work because whether you do hypnosis or uh, human design or Reiki or whatever you you choose to do, I think it's really peeling those layers slowly and Mm -hmm. surely 
because it's not just one layer it, it's layer after layer and it's like for the rest of our lives because we yeah. unpack decades of conditioning mm-hmm. of social brainwashing I like to call unfortunately mm-hmm. for the most part um yep. and human design was really helpful to me as well because I understood myself at a deeper level I you know like I started to peel the layers with hypnosis but then I dipped into human design and I was like oh okay mm-hmm. because <laughs> You know, hypnosis helped me certainly with like dealing with my trauma or emotional blockages, but human design helped me to understand how I tick and how I make decisions, like you said, you know, how I like to do things and why I, you know, love certain things, Mm -hmm. why I maybe struggled with letting go of certain parts of me. And I'm like, oh, I don't get it now. Why? (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. and I like, I have a lot of open centers, which. I that kind of threw a bit of a you know curveball into yes. my design. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what type? What is your type? I, I'm a generator. Okay. Okay. Nice. Um. So that certainly helped me to understand myself better. And, and yeah. there's a lot to it. Like I haven't delved fully in, but there's a lot to I, it. Yeah. It's a lot to it. it. There's a lot, little fiddly numbers and arrows and yep. <laughs> bangles and yes. colors and oh, so but. So I dipped into a little bit, and even with what I have so far, it was really helpful. So I can mm-hmm. see how that actually helps you yeah. to uh, d- make more of a um, customer-led approach for sure uh, mm-hmm. to the healing, uh, mm-hmm. especially when you do nutrition and you know uh, emotions and that. Yeah. And last question, I ask all my guests this question. If you could give me your three tips to become unstoppable. Hmm. I would say first, as we've said so many times today, is listening to yourself, listening to your body, listening to your intuition, and always trusting that. Um, I would say prioritizing I guess reiterating what we we're saying at the beginning, prioritizing, taking care of yourself. And I was going to say the word self-care, but I really don't like that word. But it, I mean, that is what it is. It's taking care of yourself. So I stopped myself, but it is self-care, but prioritizing, taking care of yourself at every level, right? It doesn't mean just it, it's at every level, all those layers of wellness you've been talking about, but prioritizing, actually taking care of yourself. And then it's, I think the third piece of that, the third tip is, to what's the word I'm looking for to um, I guess broaden the vision that you see for yourself and I think by that I mean um, like not putting limits on yourself right I think I think so often we limit ourselves because we think the things we want aren't possible and and that does stop us and I, I think if we are able to see ourselves as the limitless beings that we are and um, on this constantly unfolding journey, it, it just takes away some of those, so many of those limitations that we put on ourselves and we're able to accomplish so much more just knowing that anything is possible because we are limitless beings. I really love those tips. And if I could add to your third tip is start questioning yourself. If you think that something is not possible for you, ask yourself, mm. why do you believe this? Why do you think this? Like what caused you to let there and how could you expand it and what would be possible if you look at this from okay what can I do to make this possible yep 
Yeah, yeah for sure. Place to start. Yeah, for sure. I love that. And before I let you go, could you tell the audience where they can find you? Yes, you can find me on Instagram. I'm at the Hope Pedraza. You can visit my website. It is hopefulandwholesome.com. And then I have a free Facebook group. It's Live Wholesome and Healthy. And it's just basically everything we've been talking about today. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you for being here. And I see everyone next week. Thank you for listening. If you found value in this podcast, I would like to ask you to leave a positive review explaining how this episode helped you to improve your life. I ask you to do this because this will help other people to improve their lives as well. Share and spread the love all around you. Raise your vibrations to improve your life. If you would like more transformational content like this, connect with me on Instagram. You can find the link in the description of this podcast and I'll see you over in the next episode.